A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. When the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together. And suddenly there came from the sky a noise like a strong driving wind, and it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as a fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven staying in Jerusalem. At this sound, they gathered in a large crowd, but they were confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded, and in amazement they asked, Are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? Then how does each of us hear them in his own native language? We are Parthians, Medes, Elamites, inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Judah, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the districts of Libya and Cyrene, as well as travelers from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. Yet we hear them speaking in our own tongue of the mighty acts of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Praise God. They were all gathered in one place together when the time of Pentecost was fulfilled. Here we are. Amen. Here we are, we gather in this place, in this church here today in Omaha, Nebraska, and we are here to ask the Holy Ghost, the power of God, to fall upon us, His church. Because God wants to feel us, He wants to intoxicate us with His love and His divinity and His power and His gifts and His spirit. God wants to give us a glimpse of how much He loves us. He just wants us to taste a glimpse of how much He loves us of how passionate he is about us. The crucifix, the passion of Jesus, his passion for each and every soul here, for every soul that ever was created from the moment of the beginning of time until this day, and and as we speak, souls are being born into the world. God is madly, passionately drawn to each and every one of you. And Pentecost is about having an experience of the passionate love that God has for you and I. It's about receiving this interior awareness and revelation of God's passionate love for each and every one of us. And this is why we're here. Because see, when you're in love and when you experience the love of God, you cannot be the same. What? (laughs) You cannot Be the same if you've been touched by God. St. Teresa of Avila said, once God kisses you, you're ruined. (laughs) It's powerful. Once he kisses you, you're ruined. You won't feel like you belong anymore into this world. You, 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 like Paul and the other saints, can't wait to get to heaven. So once we are kissed by God, which is what Pentecost is, it's a big, big, fat, juicy kiss from God. (laughs) God wants to give everyone a big smooch, a big kiss, because then you all can say, God kissed me. And people look at you and say, 
what's wrong with you? You say, God kissed me, sorry. God kissed me. We want to smell like God. We want to, we, want to, we want to be incense to the world. We want to be a fragrant aroma of Christ to this world. But we cannot do this without the power of the Holy Ghost. We need God's power. And the church was never meant to just operate in the natural. The church is about the supernatural. The church is about introducing the world to the supernatural. About bringing the kingdom from heaven to earth. Thy kingdom come. Amen. That's it. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's his will. But the kingdom of heaven come to earth. How? Through the church. Jesus set it up that way. He found Peter, the apostles. He found the twelve. He got them together. He schooled them. He got them ready. And then we know that he went into his passion, death. And then he rose, ascended to the Father. And then he told them before he ascended to go and wait in the upper room. For the power of God to fall down upon them. Because they weren't yet ready. They didn't have the supernatural power to fulfill the mission they were created to fulfill. Same with you and I. It's no different than Pentecost on the day when the apostles and Our Lady were in the upper room. It's no different than today. The only difference is we're in a different time period. It's the same Holy Spirit. The same Pentecost experience, which which just was not just for those people back then. It's for us today, for, for us right now, right here. God wants us to have a Pentecost experience. And so, I want you to, as, as we pray over you tonight, I want you to really open yourself to such an extent where you might even get scared. Like, I want you to feel, in some sense, if you feel a little uncomfortable, that's a good thing. Because it means you're opening yourself beyond your comfort level. And when we just open ourselves beyond our comfort level, then we're, we, we basically are going to not give God any more space than He already has within us right now. Because He wants to open you more to heaven's treasures and graces. Because this night, y'all is not about just you and I. Amen? Amen. This night is about us going out as they did at Pentecost to spread the good news, the basic gospel message. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, became man, that He lived among us. He did great signs and wonders. Through mighty deeds, He spoke and taught. And then He was put to death because He loved Beyond all telling. He loved. He was put to death. Because he refused to reject who he was. He was put to death. And then he died and he rose. He ascends to the Father, sends the Holy Spirit. So that you and I could do what he did. And continue his mission in the world. Which means, guess what? You're going to be put to death. Did you hear that? Everyone was, oh, Pentecost. This is great, Pentecost. Cross comes. As soon as the cross comes, like, I don't want the cross, I don't want the cross. Pentecost, y'all, is about Calvary. You're not going to go to the cross if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost. And if you're not going to the cross, guess what? You're not loving. You're not being Jesus because Jesus is not afraid to die 
because he's passionately, madly in love. Jesus wants to kiss people through you. He wants, not, not, don't take that literally, but, <laughs> but Jesus wants to give people a spiritual kiss through you all. When people encounter you, they should encounter God's kiss, his love for them, okay? And so when you receive the Holy Spirit, and guess what? When you kiss people, they might punch you. They might say something mean to you. They might not accept you. They might not love you. But guess what? We still keep kissing. We kiss, kiss, kiss. We give God's love to everyone we meet, no matter how much we're hurt. See, that's, that's what the Holy Spirit does. When the Holy Spirit's in us, we can live Jesus in the world, which means when we're persecuted and pierced, and when we feel the passion of Christ being lived through our bodies, our minds, our souls, when we feel Jesus living his passion through us, we say, it's no longer I who live, it's, it's Christ in me. And what's Jesus say through his church? This is my body given up for you. This is my blood poured out for you. The Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. There's no way that you're going to live and I'm going to live the Eucharist if we don't have the power of the Holy Spirit. That bread and wine is transformed into the body and blood of Christ here on this altar because of the Holy Spirit, not because of me. The Holy Spirit, through the priesthood, through Jesus, continues to transform the bread and wine into his body and blood. Same for you and I. You're the bread and wine tonight. You're the wine. God wants to transform you into himself so you can go out. So I just want to read a a few little quotes from our, our recent popes. Um, wonderful quotes from them. This is from Pope Paul VI. He says, We live in the church as a privileged moment of the Spirit. We live in the church today at a privileged moment of the Spirit, he says. The world is calling for evangelizers to speak, uh, to, speak to it of a God whom the evangelists themselves should know and be familiar with as if they could see the invisible. More than once, we have asked ourselves what the greatest need of the church is. What is the primary and ultimate need of our beloved and holy church? We must say it with holy fear, because as you know, this concerns the mystery of the church, her life. This need is the Holy Spirit. The church needs her eternal Pentecost. She needs a fire in her heart, words on her lips, and a glance that's prophetic. A glance. Just looking at people should be a prophetic word to them. The way you love, the way you reach out, the way you love them. John Paul II, he says here, Despite years of teaching and formation, the apostles proved to be incapable of understanding Jesus' word and reluctant to follow him along the path of suffering and humiliation. The Spirit transformed them into courageous witnesses of Christ and enlightened them to be heralds of the word. It was the Spirit himself who guided them along the difficult and new paths of mission. He says, We often experience the dramatic situation of the first Christian community, which witnesses unbelieving and hostile forces gathered together against the Lord and his anointed. Acts chapter 4, verse 26. And I just want to read this, this one from uh, 
our Pope, recent Pope Benedict, who um, is praying for us, whether he knows it or not. Let us pray to God the Father, therefore, through our Lord Jesus Christ and the grace of the Holy Spirit, so that the celebration of the solemnity of Pentecost may be like an ardent flame and a blustering wind for Christian life and for the mission of the whole church. Upon all of you, I invoke the outpouring of the gifts of the Spirit, so that in our time too, we may have the experience of a renewed Pentecost, a culture of Pentecost. So Lord God, today, in the words of our recent Pope Benedict, I ask, Father, that you pour out the Holy Spirit upon us tonight. We invoke you, Holy Spirit, here and now, that we might rediscover, Lord, the beauty of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Let us be aware again of our baptism, our confirmation. And we ask you, dear Virgin Mary, to obtain the renewed Pentecost for us here each tonight. Pentecost that will spread in everyone the joy of living and witnessing to the gospel. Come, Holy Spirit, baptize us in your fire tonight. Baptize us in your love. Baptize us in your Holy Spirit. Renew us tonight, Lord. Refresh us tonight. Jesus, you're the one who baptizes with fire. So tonight, through our priests and our deacons, I ask you, to pour through their hands, Lord Jesus, the anointing from heaven, the Holy Spirit. Pour out your sevenfold gifts. Pour out your anointing, your grace. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. But this time we're going to renew our baptismal promises. And Father, Kevin and I will sprinkle everyone with the holy water as a renewal of your baptism, where you were made one with Christ. Then after that we're going to pray a prayer of consecration to the Holy Spirit and for the gifts. And then we'll just start coming around ministering God's healing power to each of you. And Ren, again, as we pray over each person, use the words over and over, the holy name of Jesus. As you're being prayed over, just start, Jesus, 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 Jesus. There's no greater way to pray. Use the holy name. Let him overwhelm you. Let him consume you. Let him set you ablaze so that you can go out and reveal him to the world. So please stand. Dear brothers and sisters, through the Paschal Mystery, we have been buried with Christ in baptism so that we may walk with Him in newness of life. And so now that our observance this night, let us renew the promises of our holy baptism by which we renounce Satan and his works and promise to serve God in the Holy Catholic Church. And so I ask you, do you renounce Satan and all his works? And all his empty show. Do you renounce sin so as to live in the freedom of the children of God? 
Do you renounce the lure of evil so that sin may have no mastery over you? I do. Do you renounce Satan, the author and prince of sin? I do. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death and was buried, rose again from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? And may Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit, and bestow on us forgiveness of our sins. Keep us by His grace in Christ Jesus our Lord for eternal life. Amen. And Lord, bless this water as we sprinkle it on your beloved, your beloved sons and daughters. Send down your spirit. Renew us, refresh us. Bless them. Ward off any evil in their lives. Reclaim them, Jesus, by your blood sacrifice, the Holy Eucharist. And Mary, walk with us. Angels and saints, walk among us this night. Guardian angels in this church, most holy celestial choir, seraphim, cherubim, thrones, dominions, virtues, principalities, powers, archangels, and angels. Come in power and bless us this night with heaven's healing power. Bring deliverance, bring freedom, bring the graces to renew and strengthen your church in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.